Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome to Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. It is great to be with you. Last day of 2019. Hope you're having a great day out there preparing to ring in the new year right as we uh, move on through the day today. Uh, And that is what we're going to do today. We're going to take a a quick look back, some lessons learned from 2019, and then we'll project forward a little bit in terms of what we ought to be looking for as we roll into 2020 and what will be a uh, an extraordinary year in in many many ways uh, not just politically a lot's going to happen here in the state uh, a lot's going to happen in the country and a lot's going to happen in our individual lives it's really going to be dependent on uh, how prepared we are and and what we're looking forward to uh, so glad to have you with us today i'm uh, going to throw out the text line early today uh, if you want to pipe in on lesson learned from 2019 a lesson, what is one lesson you have learned during 2019 that we can share with the rest of our listeners today? You can do that, as always, on the Utah Community Credit Union text line, 57500. Again, 57500, Utah Community Credit Union text line. And again, we're going to share some of your lessons learned as we go throughout the hour here, fastest hour in radio. And uh, as always, we're going to try to break things down for you. We're going to make sure that amidst all of the Uh, raucous rhetoric out there. We're going to divide the rage from the reason, and we're going to help you make the news make sense in your world so that you can be better prepared to deal with that and do the things that actually matter most. Uh, So we are going to rocket through this hour today. And uh, as I look back at 2019, uh, it was a crazy year. Uh, A lot of travel this year, a lot of new friends, a lot of new faces, a lot of new opportunities. Uh, But a host of new lessons learned. And many of the lessons learned, as they often are, they they come from really unique places, unexpected places, unexpected friendships, uh, unexpected people who just shared insight and wisdom that made me rethink some of my priorities or the way I viewed the world. Uh, I love people who can uh, share with me a point of view that's different from my own and cause me to think, oh, I get it now. I understand why that's important to them, or I can see why they would make this argument, or wow, I was, yes, the word is wrong, W-R-O-N-G. It it does happen, and it's important that we can accept it. Uh, I read a great quote the other day, late learning in uh, 2019. Uh, I read an article just last week, and, and it said this, 
it, it said there is no dishonor in being wrong. There is no dishonor in learning. But there is dishonor in disrespecting. And that's what we've got to get to with all of our conversations for 2020. Uh, we have to learn to have the hard conversations in a different way, a more elevated way, a stronger way. And so we're going to try to do that as we storm through uh, the hour today. Hope you're getting all prepared for your New Year's Eve festivities. And uh, uh, good luck, as always, to the uh, University of Utah Utes as they take on Texas today uh, in their bowl game. We hope they have a, a good evening down there and, and uh, do well. Uh, so let's begin. Let's jump into this. Um, as I look at some of the lessons that I learned from from 2019, one of the most unique lessons and most surprising lessons I learned, it was actually a leadership lesson uh, that I learned from Mac Wilberg and Ryan Murphy, uh, who lead the Tabernacle Choir. Uh, was able to interview the two of them uh, as they had a new album coming out earlier this year. And we were talking about all the great, wonderful things about the choir and all of these great singers. So I want to play for you a clip uh, of this interview. And then I want to talk through what this meant. This was really a game changer for me in the leadership lessons department in 2009. And uh, let's hit that. Let me ask you, uh, you're, you're clearly a, uh, a, a teacher at heart, because uh, I, I see that just in your, your approach to those practices. Um, how does that play into all of this? I, I want to go back to, to Max's comment about the listening because again, we don't think about choirs as listening. We think about singing and projecting, but uh, he's saying listening. How do you teach that? Well, I think with a group this size, it's easy for the singers to feel like they're anonymous mm-hmm. or that they can fly under the radar with certain things. <laughs> yeah. And so we, we are always trying to teach uh, principles that make our rehearsal go faster so that uh, they're kind of learning things and skills that uh, when an issue comes up in the the music, they have a tool set to sort of fix things on their own. And that's one of the purposes of the choir school as well. But uh, I do think rehearsal is actually a great teaching opportunity as well. Yeah. Uh, We have a phrase that we use all the time, which is, uh, which I actually borrowed from from another colleague, which is listen louder than you sing. Oh, love that. And as soon as you say, listen louder than you sing, it's amazing what happens to uh, a certain, particularly if something's not going so well, or you're trying yeah. to fix something and it's it's not working just you just say please listen louder than you sing and it's amazing what can happen all right so that was uh, again conductor ryan murphy and then mac wilberg of the tabernacle choir uh, in an interview i did earlier this year uh, but this is one of the most important lessons i learned about leadership and again here we were talking about the choir these amazing voices all of this talent And Mac Wilberg says that the key to being in the Tabernacle Choir is not having a great voice. It's being able to listen louder than you sing. And I just want you to think for a minute of all the different applications of that simple principle. Listen louder than you sing. If you're in a meeting at your office and you're always the one talking or you're always talking over other people, maybe you need to listen a little louder than you talk. Uh, Maybe if you're working with your spouse or a child or someone in your your neighborhood, maybe you need to learn to to listen more than you speak and and to speak in a way that is a little softer and a little more inviting to let others feel like they have a voice. Uh, It's so important that in any setting that not only does everyone have a seat at the table, but everyone needs to have a voice at the table. 
And if you're just too loud, if you're just too dominating, if you're too controlling, if you're unwilling to allow conversations to happen, or if you're afraid of, of being exposed as not knowing as much as everyone else in the room or having not performed maybe to the level you should have, if you're afraid of all of those things, you're going to speak loudly in those meetings and you're going to miss a ton. You're going to miss insight and understanding. You're going to miss wisdom. You're going to miss strategy and nuance, ways to motivate and inspire and help and assist other people in your organization. And again, the same thing applies, whether it's at work, whether it's in a volunteer organization, in your church, in your family, uh, all of those things. So again, that was just one of my favorite lessons from 2019, uh, courtesy of the Tabernacle Choir, Listen Louder then you sing. It's a, a good one and worthy of spending some time thinking about uh, that as a possible goal as you uh, look at your 2020 New Year's resolutions. That would not be a bad one to focus on, learning to listen louder than you sing, to speak softer than, or to listen better than you speak. Uh, and again, really looking for all of the nuanced pieces there is is so critical. All right, I want to hit one more before we get to our break. Uh, and this one actually comes to us uh, by a Coach Pope down at BYU. Uh, and this is a, another surprising lesson. Uh, and it was interesting, as, as I was interviewing Coach Pope, he broke his chair. <laughs> he was sitting in his chair and he broke it. Uh, and, but he turned it into a great leadership metaphor. Uh, here's what Coach Pope had to say, something I learned from him this year. Here's the thing is that I think, and I don't want to get too philosophical too fast, but one of the one of our mantras here is that is that when things go well, you got to break them, and when things go poorly, you got to break them, right? So you want to break them and repair them, and break them and repair them, and break them and regrow them. And you once you stop breaking them, I think that that that's when you need to get nervous, right? Because that's when you could fall behind. That's when you get stale. And so so you know it's something that's always present in our minds is doing an autopsy and, and finding out where we are and then and then kind of it takes so much energy to keep reinventing and reinventing but i think that's the key to what we do yeah I, you know i think that's such an all right that's uh, coach mark pope from byu uh and again as we were doing this interview the chair he was sitting on literally broke and so he turned that into this great metaphor of hey you got to break stuff in order to get better if things are going poorly you got to break them and fix them if they're going really well you got to break them and fix them so that you continue to to pursue that excellence in a meaningful way. And so not being afraid to break stuff uh, is uh, another important lesson, I think, from 2019. And again, this applies to so many different things. Uh, we know that our politics is broken in this country. So how are we going to fix it? Uh, how are we going to do that different? It might need a little more breaking before we get into the fix it department. And so we'll continue to talk about that. But I, again, I love that from Coach Pope. Uh, we're, we're going to break stuff. We're going to break the the patterns that we've been in. We're even going to break the stuff that's been going well to see if we can't make it stronger and do it better. And think of all the areas of your life where you can apply that. If things aren't working, don't be content to just trudge along with it. Break it. Break it. Break the mold. Break the pattern. Break the, the routine of it all uh, and, and move it all forward. And And then again, if things are going well, probably need to break it. Most dangerous day in the life of an organization is the day you do well. It's the day you win. It's the day you're successful. You have to be willing to break things to take it to the next level. All right, we're going to step aside for a quick break. When we come back, I'm going to tell you why 2019 has been the best year in human history. And then I'm going to tell you one thing you've got to leave behind if you're ever going to get ahead. Stay stay with us here on KSL News Radio. 
I'm Boyd Matheson. We'll be right back. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Great to be with you on the final day of 2019. We're looking at some lessons learned today uh, during the course of the year. If you miss any of the segments today, uh, we're, we're sharing some really good learning, at least things that have been important to me in terms of things I've learned this year uh, from some really smart people. And it's one of the things that I absolutely love about my job is that I get to learn from such a diverse group of people from all different backgrounds and experiences and belief systems and from all over the world. And and it makes a difference for me. And uh, if you missed anything today, make sure that you go uh, and download the KSL News Radio app sponsored by Any Hour Services. You can go back and uh, re-listen. Make sure you never miss out on anything coming through on Inside Sources. Also, I want to say thanks to those of you who have already chimed in with your lessons learned for 2019 on the uh, Utah Community Credit Union text line. 57500. Let me share a couple of those as we start this segment. Uh, One of our texters says that uh, they learned that the grass isn't greener. They moved to South Carolina and back in 2019. Nothing is better than home. I love Utah. Uh, Great uh, lesson for the year. Grass isn't always greener. Uh, Let's see. One person said, I've learned not to postpone opening my mail. And I'm I'm sure there is a backstory to that one. Uh, in a in a big big way, uh, really important. One texter says, uh, "Get checked for skin cancer often. First time found something, had it removed, uh, and we're very glad for that. Uh, so we do need to make sure we're doing those screens and those health checks, those things that are very easy to postpone. I know they are for me, uh, but those are critical things. That's a a great lesson learned. Um, Another, uh, we'll share one more texture here. Uh, I learned to improve my happiness through a daily gratitude journal. I have about 365 entries written uh, through a talk text in the early morning hours. Love that. Uh, great insight, great learning. So keep sharing uh, your lessons learned. What's the most important thing you learned in 2019? Again, you can share that with us on our Utah Community Credit Union text line, 57500, only when it's safe because safety first. And we'll continue to share those as we go through the day today. Uh, wanted to jump into something. There's, there's so much negativity going on in the news today. Uh, it's so easy to get sucked into all the gloom and doom and all that's wrong with our country, with the world, with the people, with our leaders, on and on and on it goes. Uh, but there there are some reasons to be really positive about this. And this is not about being Pollyanna. This is not about hugging it out and kumbaya moments. Uh, very interesting. Nicholas Kristof from the New York Times, great writer, often uh, focuses on international affairs. Uh, but he wrote a column today uh, titled, Why 2019 Has Been the Best Year in Human History. And I have to confess, uh, when I first saw this, and I, I've been uh, going back and forth with a number of friends today who said, did you see this? Did you see this? Uh, and 2019 really was the best year in human history for a number of reasons. And uh, Christoph points a few of those out. Uh, So, for example, in 2019, every single day, every single day, 
325,000 people got their first access to electricity. Think about that. Each day, more than 200,000 people got piped water for the first time. And some 650,000 went online for the first time every single day. That's progress, folks. Uh, That's making a difference. Uh, You can also look at things like uh, infant mortality rate. As uh, recently as 1950, 27% of all children still died by the age of 15. And now today that figure has dropped to just 4%. Uh, And so uh, Christoph goes through and he lays out many of these things that really show how far we've come uh, in the world. Uh, and, And he does point out, he says, I know some of you out there are saying, yeah, 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 but, but, but what about... President Trump, what about climate change? What about war in Yemen? Uh, on and on and on. And, and yes, there, there's plenty to be pessimistic about as, as well, for sure. But again, look at some of the strides that have been made. Uh, in 1981, 42% of the planet's population endured extreme poverty, as, de- as defined by the United Nations. And now that has plunged down to just 10%. So between 1981 and today, we've gone from 42% of the planet's population enduring extreme poverty to today just 10% of the world's population. Another really important one, obviously diseases like polio and leprosy and and all of those kinds of things are are on the decline. Uh, But here's one that's on the incline that's really important. Uh, Today, we're actually approaching 90% adult literacy. Uh, it used to be just half of the, the world's population was, was literate. literate. Say that 10 times fast today. Uh, so those are all real positives. And here's the, here's the takeaway message uh, from Nicholas Kristof. He says, we are some of the first people in history who have found ways to make progress against significant problems. We've changed the world. How awesome is it to be alive at a time like this? So, yeah, the world is much better, the world is awful, and the world can be much better. And I think that's that's an important lesson for us today, is that, yes, there are challenges out there, there are difficulties out there, to be sure, but there's a lot of progress. And I love this idea that we really are the first society to be able to make major progress on major difficult issues out there. That says a lot. For, for all of the headache and the angst and the frustration we have with the way problems get solved in Washington, D.C. and at the United Nations and at other you know, countries around the world, we're still making progress. Things are getting better for the vast majority of people around the planet. And that's a, uh, that's a real important lesson uh, that we've got to make sure we, we understand and take forward with us as we move into 2020, which has its share of challenges lining up and difficulties will be had for sure. Uh, but we got to get to those uh, if we're going to make a difference. Uh, real quickly, before we go to the break, I want to get to one other component uh, of things that we should be looking for as, uh, again, lesson learned. Uh, for me, this year, I really had a, a refocus on a lesson that I've always believed, and that's this idea of being in the fingerprint business. The people who just subtly go about and make a difference, they don't need attention, they don't need the spotlight, they just get things done. And they just leave fingerprints all over the place. Uh, they were my favorite people in Washington. They were my favorite people in the, the business consulting work that I did for many years. And these are people who sort of live the, the old Ronald Reagan creed of there's no limit to what a person can do as long as they don't care 
who gets the credit. And we need a lot more of that. It was uh, an important relearning of that lesson uh, for me this year from a lot of great friends from a lot of very interesting places. All right, we're going to continue this conversation as we move uh, through the bottom of the hour. Again, if you've got something you want to share with us today, your lesson learned for the year, text us, 57500. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Much, much more to come on Inside Sources today on KSL News Radio. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone. Great to be with you on the final day of 2019. Hope you're having a great one out there. Uh, thanks to all of you who are, share- are sharing with us today your most important lesson learned from 2019. I'm trying to pass along a few of the things that I learned. It was a uh, busy year and a lot of learning for me. Uh, I am a lifelong learner kind of guy, but I have learned more in the past year, I think, than I have in a long time uh, from just so many different sources. Uh, which has uh, really been uh, exciting and uh, exhilarating for me to just see all the different places that you can learn from. Uh, and uh, so we'll continue to share some of those as we uh, move towards the top of the hour here. want to share a couple more uh, that came in on our Utah Community Credit Union text line. Uh, this one was a great one. It says, when it comes to my job and, per- and profession, it is important to stick with what you love, but it's more important to take care of who you love. Uh, that's a great lesson from 2019. Uh, another uh, texter wrote, uh, number one lesson in 2019, I am not as smart as I thought I was. Uh, <laughs> that's a daily thing for me. That's not a yearly thing. Uh, the, the texter continues on, uh, meaning there are more ways to do it than just mine. And people generally have good intentions, even though they don't want to do it the same way I do. I guess that's humility. Uh, We have several other texters uh, who have talked about uh, humility, including one from the Matheson household. Uh, Practice humility and wait for the good that's ahead. Uh, Love that. That's a great lesson. Uh, One other uh, one we'll take from the text line here. I learned a lot. Life is short. Don't wait until tomorrow. There's no present uh, like no time like the present. Actually got it backwards there. Anyway, continue to, to share those with us. We'll we'll share your thoughts as we continue to go forward here. I want to jump into uh, another uh, key learning for me this year. And this one, again, came from a, a surprising source, an interesting source. Uh, former Senator Joe Lieberman uh, came on and uh, we had a chance to interview him. And he talked about a term that I hadn't really put together before that he calls the integrity of compromise. Uh, so often in Washington, D.C. in particular, in politics generally, uh, compromise is seen as a, as a dirty word, as a being weak or wishy-washy. Uh, it's what you do when you capitulate or give up. And he taught me that there's a, an actual integrity to compromise. Listen to what he had to say. I was privileged to be in the United States Senate for 24 years. Um, the last two of those, which were 2011 and 12, were the least productive of the 24 uh, for me personally and also for the Congress. And it, it was because it probably in every one of those years, with, with exceptions, that partisanship seemed to become more deeply ingrained, ideological rigidity, and basically the unwillingness to come to the center from left and right to negotiate, compromise. Why? To get something done, to solve problems for our constituents and our country, hopefully to see some opportunities that need the government to seize those opportunities. And the public 
public's uh, uh, very frustrated by this. E- even though the polls seem to show that the people's uh, loyalty to the parties is is quite um, uh, deep and strong, and, and actually the parties themselves are becoming more a reason for divisiveness. Still, if you ask people, do you want your representatives in Washington to uh, be uncompromising and supportive of their uh, principles, or do you want them to work with the other party uh, to get something done? And always the second choice wins out. So you're, you're absolutely right. The public knows it needs a, a government that's producing and solving problems, and they need leadership. And I think that's part of the reason why they, they voted, a lot of them, with some uh, uneasiness for Donald Trump in 2016, because he represented at least a change, a difference, yeah. and came in with the record of a, of a, a, a business executive. So they hoped it would be different. And of course, part of what's on the line now, and as we head to 2020, uh, assuming the president runs again, which I do, is that uh, whether they feel he's fulfilled that hope. All right. Again, that's uh, former Senator Joe Lieberman. And talking about this uh, amazing principle, the integrity of compromise, uh, that it doesn't have to be this bad thing, that there's a positive way to get it. Uh, There is a way to get to compromise where you don't have to compromise your, your principles, your morals, your values. Uh, but you can come together in terms of a solution that can actually move everything forward in a significant way. And we obviously need a lot more of that, not just in Washington, D.C., but in politics in general. I think we need it more in our communities and in our homes uh, where it doesn't have to be my way or the highway. Uh, we're, we're getting to so much that is so uh, black and white. We create all of these fake fights and false choices. Uh, false choices are the, the real enemy of good and progress. Because if, the, the, if you only have the two choices, the extremes, the absolutes, it's this or this, uh, you're, not, you're not getting to the integrity of compromise. You're not getting to solutions that are actually sustainable. Uh, since we're in uh, big-time Star Wars land uh, with the release of the ninth uh, and final version of the Skywalker series, uh, I always go back to the, the, uh, the Sith. You know, only a Sith deals in absolutes. And often that's what we see coming out of our politics. It's either this or that. Either you, you know, hate puppies and children and, and all of these things, or you're going to pass this bill uh, because it has a really nice title on it. Uh, we, we get all of these fake fights and false choices. Why? Because that's the easiest way for the political parties to raise money uh, and to continue to perpetuate their control on power. Uh, so that's a that's a big challenge. So a great lesson from uh, Senator, former Senator Joe Lieberman on the integrity of compromise. Uh, also learned a great lesson this year. Uh, again, a new friend uh, that I made actually in Detroit. Now, if you would have told me last year that I would go to Detroit in July, uh, not the most popular time to go to a hot, muggy place uh, in Detroit, uh, as part of the NAACP National Convention, and that I would make some really wonderful friends there, uh, I probably would have said, I don't think that's going to happen. That's probably not a very good bet for the year. Uh, but yet it was one of my favorite moments of the year, was being in Detroit uh, in July, uh, meeting some new friends and learning a lot uh, from our friends at the NAACP. And one of those is uh, Reverend Amos Brown, uh, who is the uh, pastor at the Third Baptist Church, the historic Third Baptist Church of San Francisco, uh, and he was just amazing. Uh, he's got a mind like a steel trap. 
Uh, he's made a really inter- interesting connection and deep bond uh, with President Russell M. Nelson of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints as they've worked together, those two organizations, on self-reliance programs, uh, taking the church's self-reliance program and adapting it to minority communities and inner cities, uh, those families, and it's it's been a great thing to watch. But he, he taught me so many different lessons uh, while we were there and in the follow-ups we've had since. Uh, but one that he talked about was the fact that America is not at its best as a melting pot, that America is actually at its best as a salad bowl. And uh, I've I've talked about that before. I'm usually not a salad kind of guy uh, unless it has steak on top of it and the uh, salad is just the delivery mechanism for the steak. Uh, but the more I thought about what Reverend Brown taught me, that lesson that uh, America is a salad bowl, and this is this is what he said. He said, valuing our differences makes all the difference while enabling and empowering each of us to actually make a difference. So he said, America has been called to be a salad bowl, not a melting pot. The salad bowl is instructive because the ingredients never lose their identity. A salad bowl is more nutritious, he said. Uh, It's more healthy. It's more robust. It comes closer to becoming what it should be. Uh, And so it's not about being same. Oneness, unity is not about sameness. It's about valuing our differences. Uh, And that was a a tremendous lesson from uh, Reverend Amos Brown uh, that I learned in Detroit. Again, wouldn't have guessed that uh, rolling into the year, uh, but a really important lesson uh, that made a difference for me. Uh, One other, since I I mentioned President Russell M. Nelson, uh, who is uh, well over 95 now, and one of the lessons I've learned uh, watching him travel around the world is uh, living your life in crescendo. Uh, Here he is at over 95, racing around the world, ministering to to the one, going to places large and small, and always making that that unique difference. Uh, At a time when a lot of people would be winding down, uh, he's winding up. And showing that uh, you don't have to live in decline. You can actually live in crescendo. And a lot of us could use a lot more of that, uh, how we approach our lives, how we approach our jobs, how we approach our days. How often in our days are we kind of living in decline and kind of whimpering out towards the end? Uh, Why not do it in crescendo? Uh, Why not do it as a build up with some forward momentum uh, and really uh, making a difference that way? All right, we're going to step aside for one last break here on Inside Sources today on KSL News Radio. When we come back, we'll continue to read some of your lessons learned from the year on the KSL uh, Utah Community Credit Union text line. And I've got one final thing that I learned from an Uber driver in Washington, D.C., maybe the most important lesson of the year. Don't miss it. Stay with us right here on KSL. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you on the final day of 2019 here on KSL News Radio. We're going to march it all the way to the top of the hour here. One last segment. And we've been talking about lessons learned from the year. And I appreciate all of you who have texted in on our Utah Community Credit Union text line sharing what you learned this year. Uh, I want to I want to share uh, one more that I thought was really significant. Uh, this texture said, "I learned in 2019, I can be sober and employed and happy, and have a roof over my head and have my family love me." And it hadn't been like that for 10 years. 
And all it took was one great year to show me that it's still possible. 2020, it's going to have more of the same greatness. Uh, I love that, and thank you for sending that text in. Uh, we could we could end the show on that and just play music for the next 10 minutes uh, because that's what it's really all about, someone showing the kind of courage uh, to take that step because that's never easy uh, to reach out to say, I need help, to get the help that you actually need. And whether it's opioids and addiction, whether that's depression and anxiety, uh, whatever it may be, that takes real courage. So to that texter, one, thank you. You've taught me something important today uh, on the last day of 2019. I want to wrap up the the show today with one last principle uh, that I learned during the course of the year this year, uh, and it's become one of my, my favorite. Uh, and it's the idea is this, that uh, the great stuff happens always happens within the parentheses of a crazy idea. And so think about that for a minute. I I actually learned this from uh, Mark Sanford from South Carolina, uh, an unexpected new friend uh, during the course of the year, a guy who's been the political wars, has made big mistakes, has found redemption, has moved forward, has tried new things. uh, And he always talked about this within the parentheses of a crazy idea. So it was unexpected learning but really important to me. Because if you think about it, most of the extraordinary moments in human history, and most definitely in American history, began not just as improbabilities, but as almost certain impossibilities. I mean, that is the nature of this nation. From the first settlements in North America to the early battles of the revolution, from electricity to the iPhone, from moments of devastating defeat to the pinnacle of success, America has always followed a now very familiar path that goes from impossible, then it goes to improbable, to absolutely achievable. And that's how we roll in this country when we're at our best. Our finest hours as a nation have not come when things were certain and settled. The most important breakthroughs and breakwiths, triumphs and transformations occur within the parentheses of a crazy idea. And so within the parentheses of a crazy idea, the the foundation of a new nation conceived in liberty and committed to the principle that all men are created equal was laid. Within the parentheses of a crazy idea, a civil war and even world wars were waged, including tide-turning battles at Gettysburg and the beaches of Normandy, securing freedom for millions Uh, Those were all within the parentheses of a crazy idea. Uh, Within the parentheses of a crazy idea, game-changing innovations like light bulbs, steam engines, automobiles, and countless entrepreneurial endeavors have been launched in this country. Within the parentheses of a crazy idea, Rosa Parks took a seat, Martin Luther King took a stand, and Jackie Robinson broke the barrier on America's long and winding road to live up to its ideals when it comes to race. Within the parentheses of a crazy idea, the Wright brothers took flight and eventually propelled small steps into giant leaps for mankind on the moon. Within the parentheses of a crazy idea, women suffragettes plowed the ground that ultimately provided the right to vote to women and the possibility for Utah's Martha Hughes Cannon to be elected as the country's first female state senator. And her, she's going to have a big year in 2020 uh, as her statue takes its place in Statuary Hall in the United States Capitol. 
Within the parentheses of a crazy idea, a visionary pioneer stood on a peak looking over the Salt Lake Valley in 1847 and declared the barren land would one day become a crossroads to the world. Uh, we looked for many years and saw it as the crossroads to the West, and I think in the decade to come, it will become that crossroads to the world. Within the parentheses of a crazy idea, two college students, dropouts really, Bill Gates and Steve Jobs, dropped out, started a business that literally transformed the world. Uh, probably did more change and more innovation, affected our lives more than the six or seven presidents that have been in office uh, since they started their little company there in the garage. Within the parentheses of a crazy idea, then uh, Dr. Russell M. Nelson decided uh, against the advice of experts to touch and ultimately heal human hearts. Uh, here locally, within the parentheses of a crazy idea, the Other Side Academy. If you don't know about the Other Side Academy, you need to check them out. Uh, they began breaking the cycle of broken lives and the revolving door of the criminal justice system, not with prison doors and guards with guns, but by arming former criminals with integrity, accountability, elevating values, and empowering them with life skills. Uh, that is a place clearly within the parentheses of a crazy idea that is absolutely transforming lives in a, in a major, major way. And every day, within the parentheses of a crazy idea, in the ultimate entrepreneurial and hope-filled act, a, a couple comes together to start a marriage and begin a family. Uh, those are the real entrepreneurs out there. Uh, and I've, as I've had my grandchildren with me the last uh, week, uh, it is a great business to watch grow and uh, very exciting to, to take care of. So a few months ago, I was uh, in Washington, D.C., and I met an Uber driver uh, who was living his version of the American dream within the parentheses of a crazy idea. I was with Doug Wilkes, the editor at the Deseret News. We had just uh, flown into Washington and got our Uber to take us to the hotel and our, our driver jumped out of the car. He had this big old smile, huge muscles. This guy was fit. He was ripped. Uh, and he clearly was not your typical rideshare driver. And when he popped open the trunk for our luggage, uh, I noticed there was military camouflage gear all over the, the back of the car. Uh, I commented that it appeared he was uh, working after he'd already worked a full day somewhere in uniform. So when we got in the car and started heading towards the hotel, I found out that our dri our driver actually worked at the Pentagon as a uh, medic. His parents were from Nigeria, uh, but had been port, uh, born in the United States, so he was a proud U.S. citizen. And I asked why he was driving an Uber. And he said it was because his brother uh, was a college student. And so he used the money he earned as a driver. So he's working at the Pentagon during the day, and then he's working as an Uber driver. So he would have enough extra money for his brother's education. Uh, that was pretty amazing. Uh, I We asked him about what it was like to be at the Pentagon. It uh, happened to be the anniversary of 9-11. And uh, a real broad smile came to his face, and he said it was a special day. And then he opened the glove box of his car and pulled out a camouflaged hat that had been signed by the President of the United States. And he pulled out a picture of himself and showed us on his cell phone. He said, I don't always agree with this president, but I'm a proud American. Before I started at the Pentagon, I raised my right hand and promised I would defend and protect the Constitution of the United States. And the president of either party is my commander in chief. 
And so this young man taught me a, a great lesson. As a, a citizen of the United States, he was clearly living an American dream within the parentheses of a crazy idea. But that's the real test for all of us, is crazy ideas like that of the Uber, Uber driver uh, don't become reality without a lot of hard work. And so we, we have to dream big in this country. And as we turn the page to a new year, uh, it is time to dream big, to dream better, and to be more powerful, uh, because that's who we are as a country, and that is when we are absolutely at our best. And so I'm thankful for all of you who have inspired and taught me important lessons during 2019, uh, and I know we've got many more to come in the year ahead. So stay with us every weekday from 11 to noon on Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. It's great to be with you. And as always, as you go out into the world, see something that inspires say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. Happy New Year.